But first, our top story takes us to the air where carriers are starting to noticeably scale back their capacity or simply not expand. Eric Coolidge is here to give us more insight. Eric, thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, good morning, Anthony. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you as always, Eric. And really, this comes as no surprise, right? We've seen for a while now, a lot of carriers starting to pull back on some of their offerings and maybe even start to wonder about their uh, investments that they have made in this extra capacity and if it was worth it. What are we seeing now from a broad picture of these carriers starting now to really pull back? Right. So as we know, the, the air cargo market's been in kind of a decline for nearly a year, but you know a lot of that's affected the passenger airlines and general cargo. And what's been kind of interesting in the last few weeks as we get some of the earnings reports is that you know some of the decline is starting to hit the express carriers more and some of the contractors that fly for the express carriers. And they always kind of had this theme that you know we're a little more immune from that from those downturns because we carry a lot of these uh, e-commerce or express delivery routes that we run and they got to run those routes daily no matter what and so you know we're going to get business uh, we've got minimum volume commitments but now these carriers are starting to say you know they're feeling it you know especially in december it looks like december's when you know everything just kind of hit a cliff um things are going kind of okay and um so we have uh, air transport services group a couple of weeks ago or announced that you know they had about a they expect about a five percent drop in their flight hours for 2023 but uh, more interestingly yesterday we had cargo jet which flies for dhl UPS and Amazon in Canada and also does charter work around the world. They took the interesting step of announcing that they are canceling or, you know, four or postponing at least four 777 freighter conversions that they had planned. They wanted, they fly uh, mostly 767 fleet with some, uh, you know, smaller Boeing 757s and they, wanted to step up a size to these uh, large 777 aircraft. They were going to get eight of them converted. Um, it's a brand new aircraft for conversions. But it looks like four of them, uh, they're going to postpone two of the aircraft they already purchased and we're going to send to the conversion house. They're going to sell those uh, for about $53 million. Two, one of them appears to be close to being sold and the other one they never actually bought. And so they're basically saying, you know, we'll... We can dive back into the market and get grab other aircraft feedstock later on if the market improves. But for now, we're just going to stick with four. Um, they also deferred two other uh, Boeing 67 uh, freighters from 2023 to 2024. Um, those are also conversions. So, so they're just kind of pulling back. They have uh, some high costs that they um, incurred uh, ramping up for um, you know during the pandemic. So they're trying to rein those in. And then the other. The other news that we reported that shows kind of a pullback is Maersk Air Cargo. They're a ocean carrier that now has its own freighter airline, and they were expanding into Asia for the first time in North America using a contractor out of Miami called Amerijet flying these uh, factory-produced uh, Boeing 767s. And they only have one route flying so far between uh, Seoul, South Korea, and Greenville, Spartanburg Airport in South Carolina. That's been going for a couple months, but two other flights, um, two other aircraft kind of have not been uh, flying. Those routes haven't been activated. So we try to figure out what's going on. Um, and it looks like 
you know, they told kind of the information and anecdotally what we pieced together looking at flight tracking information and other sources is that the, you know, the economy just isn't worth to put those flights up into the air. But uh, I will add, we've, we're starting to get some more information that there could have been some other internal operational issues um, internal to Maersk that, you know, went beyond these economic conditions that might have been as big a factor in why these planes are flying. So we're still trying to suss that out. And Eric, when we're looking at the overall industry, of course, we're seeing some easing, but are there any players within the air cargo space that are kind of going against the trend and actually continuing to see some kind of growth or maybe continue to moderate at a higher level? Yeah, I mean, all these carriers, I should say, including CargoJet, Air Transport Services Group, which operates a couple of airlines for you know, Amazon and DHL and UPS as well, and some other carriers, you know, say that things are still really good relative to 2019, right? Things are down. They're, they're kind of trying to uh, cut costs, but, you know, the market's still relatively good compared to 2019. And, and another example of that is Lufthansa Cargo. They had a record year for operating income in 2022. And again, December seemed to be kind of when things went really down for them, or at least the fourth quarter. They were, they, you know, they had a record year, but the fourth quarter was down about 10.5% in operating income. But, you know, they remain very bullish on 2023. You know, they are a hybrid carrier, so they carry a lot of uh, cargo in the bellies of the passenger aircraft, but they have a large freighter fleet of about 16 uh, Boeing 777s and now a couple of small A321s doing some uh, e-commerce deliveries within Europe. So they're they're pretty bullish, but their model's a little different, and they're one of the most experienced freighter operators out there. Um, and interestingly enough, though, one of the things that's a little dr- a bit of a drag on Lufthansa and other carriers in Europe is the Ukraine wars we've talked about. And during their press briefing last week, they made the interesting note that the having to fly around Russian airspace because of the, the war and the closure, they can't go direct anymore to Asia. That's not the equivalent of, of one and a half freighters of capacity out of their network at or about 11% of their capacity just because of the extra time and, and less utilization of the aircraft. So, Eric, during this time, we saw the rise of the freighter conversion house, right? We saw some independent companies pop up just because there was so much demand from these air cargo companies saying, hey, we need these independent places to convert these passenger jets into freighters. What happens to them now that we're seeing this demand pull back? Can we be expecting to see some of those freighter conversion houses go out of business or maybe start to be bought out by maybe some of the other maintenance facilities? Yeah, I think it's too early to go that far, and it's too early to even say what kind of a pullback there is. These are just some early signs. You know, I think I don't think you're going to see people going out of business. What they might do, you know, there's been a big ramp up in uh, production slots or new manufacturing lines. What these conversion engineering houses generally do is they don't necessarily do all the conversions themselves. They they license or have partners that are you know, you know, large repair type of uh, companies around the world in China and Costa Rica and various places, and they they go you know they set up arrangements with these companies to do the actual work and, and do the modifications. So maybe some of these places don't get as much work, but we really haven't seen that much pullback yet. Uh, Cargo Jet's really the first uh, public example of, I've heard of of 
you know, some orders being canceled. There's been some speculation that some of the narrow body planes like the seven Boeing 737-800, which have been being converted at a rapid pace since the pandemic, you know, maybe they'll, that'll start to pull back, but we haven't really seen a lot of it. So there's a lot of uh, concern about oversupply. It's definitely something that's, you know, could happen, but we're still waiting to see how that plays out because there's still, so far, there still seems to be a fair amount of demand, you know, even if CargoJet pulls back on these 777s, other people might want to take their slots. They say um, those four slots that they're kind of not going to convert for the time being and getting rid of those planes, they're still holding on to those reservations with Israel Aerospace Industries because they might use them still. But if they don't, they might sell them off to someone else. So it, I think it's just, uh, wait, we'll have to wait and see. It's, it's still early days. Definitely a lot of interesting trends happening in the air cargo space. Eric, thanks so much for joining us this morning. We'll be sure to follow up with you as this develops. My pleasure. Thanks a lot.